0: up desperate pleas for sponsorship amy genders gender agenda and we're accidentally racist this is running as bullshit hello amy genders
1: hello stuart Harding.
0: that's a new way of introducing this yeah Did, did it work
1: um a bit bit awkward but uh let's just go with it
0: yeah one day perhaps we'll practice this
1: yeah one day we will actually well to be fair I have read some of the show notes before we started.
0: That's pretty good for you. Which
1: usually for me is frantically looking on my phone at Google Docs to find the show notes as we're doing the intro yeah. and then just trying to keep up which so if I sound a bit incoherent on the previous podcast it's because I am. I have no idea what's going on.
0: Yeah but that's pretty normal now But the thing is You get all the compliments So it's obviously working for you
1: I get all the fun So I think this uh, This approach Is the best approach And maybe I should just stick with it Zero preparation Hope for the best That's like my motto in life Races Work Everything Just hope for the best
0: Amy we've got exciting news this week Because you have been running I have Amazing
1: I I went out And I went for a run
0: That is brilliant That's really good I'm really (laughs) glad you've made an effort For this podcast As a runner To do some running
1: (laughs) Well, for the podcast, for Instagram, you know, yeah. some of it is because, like, you know, the the ultra coming up next year is like this nah. thing over nah. my head. But yeah, I have been running, I'm hoping to try and do like at least a 25 mile week this week, right. which, yeah, so building up slowly because I have been injured. So as I keep saying, I've been injured. But yeah, went out for a run, It's a bit shit, but... Yes, I was going to say, the that's pose. the big question.
0: Was the running bullshit?
1: It was. It was raining. It was windy. It was muddy. Yeah, so it's bullshit.
0: Okay. I'm glad about that. Well done. Well done for getting back out there.
1: Thank you very much. And what have you been up to?
0: Well, obviously I don't want to go on about it because I... Well, obviously I do want to go on about it. I had to have a wisdom tooth out a couple of days ago, which is why we delayed the episode. As it turns out, I could have done the episode that night. I thought it would be terrible. And it's fine. It's weird. I had a horrible, horrible weekend of literally, like, shaking with pain until I called the emergency dentist... Uh, you know when podcasts like get a bit big for themselves and they just want to talk about other things they do other than running? Mm. That's what we're doing now. But, <laughs> sorry, it's what I'm doing now because I'm a big deal. Um, so yeah, I went to the emergency dentist and like within, he numbed it and within a couple of seconds just pulled it out. I'm like, what? He, yeah, that's out. What? No, it's not. How, what? How did you... Like, a couple of seconds, just yanked it. And I've had no pain whatsoever since then. It's barely bled. It's been brilliant. I'm so happy.
1: That sounds like the best wisdom tooth extraction ever because most people who have their wisdom teeth out tell you these horror stories yeah. of like the dentist has their knee on their chest and they're yanking no. it out and the blood's splattering everywhere. And then
0: the whole face swells up. Yeah, yeah My mum's yeah. face went green after she got hers because she got infected. Oh, but, the thing. but the thing is, as soon as you mention wisdom teeth, which are awful, everyone will tell you those stories. Yeah. So I'm here to tell you a good story. <laughs> Go to the emergency dentist. It cost me 14 quid. Out in a couple of seconds. No pain whatsoever.
1: God, wisdom teeth aren't bullshit. Well, wisdom teeth extraction isn't bullshit.
0: Pre-extraction, they are massively <laughs> bullshit. My God. Right, anyway, yeah, running. Yeah, shit, I remember. Um, yeah, I did more of the coast path. I've been doing loads of coast path recently, and I did even more of it, but I did a really shit part of it. I did Newport to Cardiff, which was dreadful. There was like a couple of miles in the middle. It was all right. We got to run on, a wa- run on a wall for a little while. That's always fun. Running on a wall is better than a path for some reason. Yeah. We saw some horses... That was fun. They were very friendly, nice horses. We gave them a little stroke. One didn't have an eye. That was scary. Yeah. (laughs) kind of a little bit freaky. It lost it in
1: some sort of battle or something. Some tragic backstory. Probably. How how does a horse lose an eye?
0: I don't know. It's careless, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, a horse hasn't got many things to take care of. No. But you think keeping an eye would be okay. Top
1: top of the priority, really, yeah, for a horse. So we did another 18
0: miles, stopped for a bacon egg sandwich and a cup of tea on the way. That is solid how you do ultra training. But yeah, terrible, terrible run, really. The, the route was awful. I don't ever have to do it again now. So I'm perfectly happy. It finished in an industrial estate. Oh, God. That was the end of the run, and then into the centre of town. Nice. It was really bad. Mm. Um, though I was also due to do a fell race, but I wimped out of that. Me and uh, SBC, we were due to do that one again, but it was raining all day. I mean, like, really raining all day. We, we did the one a few weeks ago, we said in the last podcast. That was terrifying. The thought of doing a similar kind of race in those conditions. I'm actually just going with it was unsafe. I know a hundred people did it, but for us, it just would have been unsafe so that's what I'm going with
1: and you were the one with the seven bridge there. I don't know what everyone's moaning about that was was
0: on a path that was a piece of piss that was nothing it wasn't going up 45 degree hills and dodging rocks I've seen the photos there's virtually no visibility I'm really glad I didn't do it
1: all the photos are just grey yeah pretty much
0: with like just an outline of a person and a number yeah I did do Ponty Park Run that morning and that was fucking freezing. I, I, you know, my hands only just warmed up by the time I crossed the line.
1: Was this Saturday? Yeah. That's when I did my, like, first long run in weeks. And I waited until, like, midday, so it warmed up just a bit, but it was still crazy. It was awful. And I only saw one other runner... And he he was like, it's a bit blowy, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, mate, it's just a bit. (laughs) Running banter, we? (laughs) (laughs) Hey.
0: Yeah, imagine in that weather running up a mountain. Nah.
1: Nah. 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 Fair enough.
0: So I'm very happy to have wimped out of that one. Uh, The last episode, that was a good episode, wasn't it?
1: I think it was our best episode thus
0: far. I think so. And, and mostly because it had someone else on. Now, this was Hannah the Runner, who's uh, very well known in South Wales. She starts lots of running groups. She's done lots with Park Run and she's written a book called No Run Intended. There is an early Christmas present for you, by the way. We were going to do a Christmas episode this one, but we haven't because we couldn't think of anything. So we'll do a Christmas episode after Christmas because mm. that's the thing now.
1: Yeah, listen to it next year in the run-up to Christmas.
0: Buy no run intended for anyone that you like, or just for yourself, because it's like a quid on Amazon Kindle, and the money goes to charities to do that. Um, yeah, a fantastic episode, and as I said, I really think that she should have been doing this podcast, frankly, years ago, because she hates running.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, like, 30-minute interview wasn't enough, really. There was lots of small stories I'm sure she could have told. Yeah,
0: and... absolutely. Perhaps we'll have to get her on again sometime. Yeah. We had loads of really good praise for her and that episode, and we're really happy with it. Mm-hmm. Definitely the best one so far. Yeah, we've had our iTunes review, which is wow. exciting. Yeah. Oh, you're sipping your tea there. Um, how's the tea?
1: It's good. Well, we've got Christmas tea, Bailey's apparently. Yeah,
0: but it's not, doesn't taste like Bailey's, does it?
1: It's like, if somebody gave it to me and said, what does this taste like? I wouldn't say Bailey's.
0: It wouldn't be up there. But
1: because Bailey's is in my mind, I can see the connection. I can sort of take, not see, I can sort of taste the connection. Yeah. But yeah, it's like chocolate and caramel. That's what it is. That's
0: not what Bailey's tastes like. Hang on, let me no. try some as well. That would sound good. No, it does not taste like babies.
1: We should have put our own whiskey in it. That's what we're missing.
0: Ah, have you got any? No. (laughs) This is an
1: alcohol-free home. This is the house of Jesus.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay, you're fun. No alcohol and vegan. Great. (laughs) Anyway, we've got an iTunes review from Hugh. Thanks, Hugh. He says, if you don't take running that seriously and maybe don't even like it, then this is the podcast for you. Stu and Amy talk about the stuff that real runners care about. No training or nutrition plans here. Maybe you don't like listening to people talking about running. I don't really care. Apple asked me to write a review. Which is refreshingly honest.
1: Yeah, I I think that's a good review.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I was drinking tea again. Um, Yeah, that's a good review. I mean, he he put five stars on there. Apparently that helps with something. That's, no. what,
1: that's what they always say at the end of podcasts like oh rate us five stars and leave us a review because it helps I'm not sure whether it does or not
0: yeah, I looked into it and like no one knows it's one of those no. mysteries it's like kind of well actually Google are a bit more transparent no. on how Steve that works Steve
1: Jobs took that to his grave
0: yeah how absolutely. does
1: the iTunes algorithm work do you no think we should either. ask Bobby what listen, like uh, have a seance with Steve Jobs and no <laughs> <laughs> no
0: Friend of the show, Bobby.
1: I know, I know. We yeah. should get in
0: contact. She might yeah, know. She, she can might. help us.
1: All right, all right, I'll email her back and say... She could give us a little boost up the ratings. She's probably listening now. Bobby, if you're listening, how does the She's algorithm listening. work? She's definitely
0: listening. <laughs> Hi, Bobby. Um, but, I mean, if you want to leave us a review, you can. I don't mm. I don't care, really. Yeah. The same as you. I mean, And if you
1: can get, like... The first letter of every line to spell out a secret message.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. That would
1: be the extra t- challenge.
0: Yeah, that'd be fine. Okay. We've also had an email. We said last week we wanted email. Got an Great. email. Yay! Hey. Right. It says, hey, long time listener, first time emailer. Not that long time, only a couple of months. <laughs> uh, so exaggerating already. Question. Ooh. I know you've mentioned injuries numerous times already, but I was wondering how you deal with taking time off. Second question Presumptuous If you could only listen to music or podcasts During your runs Which would you opt for? Keep up the great work Oliver Primus
1: Cheers Oliver Thank
0: you Oliver Primus Uh, That's a good name as well isn't it?
1: Yeah Yeah is that your real name Oliver Primus
0: It's a strong name I think we should always call him Oliver Primus Yeah
1: Oliver Primus Oliver Primus
0: First question Amy from Oliver Primus Um, How do you deal with taking time off injured?
1: Okay so the first thing I do is don't take time off And get more injured
0: Top runnings bullshit tip there.
1: (laughs) The second thing is, how do I deal with it? Um, Badly. Yeah. Uh, So usually by that point, you... I mean, before you get injured, most people are very much against cross-training, which is the reason why they get injured in the first place. Like, oh, I can't be bothered to go to the gym, I can't be bothered to swim, blah, blah, blah. By the time you're at the point where you cannot run, cross-training becomes like the greatest thing ever and you do it frantically, I find.
0: Yeah, that's not my not my experience. No, I find that the,
1: like that is my one hope is like uh, cross training, like you know, big lights like that, that's gonna yeah. solve everything. So I usually preoccupy myself with trying to do cross training. If you have quite an acute injury where you can't do anything for the first couple of weeks, yeah, it's crap basically, and you just gotta get through it. I find just like reading books about running and watching documentaries about running just can sort of a bit of uh um,
0: does that actually help or does that make it worse?
1: Well, it does make it. You know, like when you go through a breakup and you listen to like really sad songs afterwards? Yeah. It's like that. It's like, it, it's bad. That doesn't, but...
0: The thing is, that doesn't help.
1: <laughs> no, but like.
0: You're you know drawn you, to it somehow, I think, aren't you? Yeah,
1: I think when yeah. you've got to rest, then yeah, just anything to try and take your mind off the fact you're not running. And for some people, that's like living through someone else's running mm. by reading about it or whatever. And for other people, it's like not looking at anything to do with running at all. But yeah, it's hard. And I think I think we've mentioned this before on previous podcasts, but especially if a lot of your social life is based around mm-hmm. running and you can't go to your run club. And, and, you know, if you're meeting with your run club, say three times a week, then that can be difficult. Because when I was injured, I couldn't run at all. And I wasn't cross training because it was at the very acute stage of the injury. I didn't leave the house for like two weeks. Like all I did, I was working at home. So all I did was just like work at home for 12 hours a day, and it was, it was shit, basically. So, yeah, to answer that question badly, um, but also focusing on cross-training. Yeah.
0: What's the longest you've had to t- take off
1: um, completely not, from running? Not that long, actually, because uh, probably I'd say three weeks a month and it felt like longer but it was very painful and when I had to come back like really slowly and I came back with my physio telling me that I it was one of those injuries where the physio said there's nothing damaged so actually you need to start running again Mm. to help the recovery process so but you had a long time off didn't you?
0: No (laughs) I I had like an injury for like nine months but I only took off maybe a week and a half
1: oh I thought you had like eight weeks eight months or something no no
0: no I just had the injury there all the time but I kept running (laughs) Because I'm, I'm a massive idiot. Um, <laughs> see, I don't think I've not run for more than maybe 10, 11 days. Mm. Uh, yeah, not great.
1: Yeah, and, and you always do that thing where it's like, oh, i just go out for a test to run. Yeah. And you make it worse and worse and worse. Yeah. So the best advice would be to... If you can,
0: listen to a different podcast. Listen to a different with, podcast,
1: But also see a physio because you may find that the sort of injury you have, um, it's good to get back to running a bit slowly. So, Or they'll say, do not run, you'll completely fuck up your knee or whatever so yeah see a physio and and then and also then you have like an end point what's not nice about being injured is not having an end point to it Mm. so if a physio says to you oh you just need to take say a month or two months off and then you can get back into it at least you have that goal rather than never knowing and keep testing it and all that sort of thing
0: yeah on last wednesday i did like one sprint at the end of the session and well i beat someone so it was worth it but i'm like well that's another month of recovery yeah that was stupid i
1: did the same uh, yeah, yeah i did the on um when we had the christmas festive oh, run yeah. club and we had that sprint oh yeah
0: yeah that was a good sprint
1: it was it was a good sprint but afterwards i was like why did i do that yeah. <laughs> like everything hurts again now yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah yeah second question from oliver primus mm-hmm. if you could only listen to music or podcasts during your run which would you opt for
1: well when i first started running i did like the whole music thing Um, But it gets as your runs get longer and you run more frequently, it can get very boring. There's only so much music that exists in the world. So now I'm a big fan of podcasts. I've just listened to this podcast and I actually listen to myself for hours. No, I don't really. Um, (laughs) But I do like podcasts. Is that why our figures are looking so good? Yeah, it's just me listening over and over again. Um, But although I I say that, I do listen to a lot of podcasts, but um, at the same time as well, I have recently... This is not an ad, but I've recently bit the bullet and bought Spotify Premium and it's changed my life.
0: Ooh. It's
1: changed my life. Completely. How have you not
0: had it until now?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Well, the price tag put me off a bit. I was like £10 a month. Ooh.
0: £10 a month for literally all the music I, in the world? I
1: know that now. But um, at the time I was like, oh, I'm already paying for Netflix. Like... I don't... I'm fine. I would just listen to the ads and not be able to skip more than six songs in an hour or whatever it is. I know, I know. But then, they're offering at the... And again, this isn't an ad. I I wish Spotify would sponsor me, but they're offering three months for 99p at the moment. Why would you not? That's what I've done. So, and now it's... Like, I'm going to have to pay, when it comes to February, I'm going to have to pay the £10. Because how can I live my life like a peasant listening to adverts and not being able to listen to playlists on Shuffle or whatever?
0: It's not even a consideration for me to get rid of that.
1: No. Well, it's not now. It's like, well, that's why they do these deals, isn't it? Because now I'm completely, I've drank the Kool-Aid.
0: Saying that, I don't really listen to music when I'm running that often. To be actually, I'm mostly running with people. Now, I don't run often on my own. If I do run on my own, I actually listen to uh, audiobooks. Yeah. Not podcasts or music. Sorry. I, I
1: have listened to audiobooks in the past. I think that, for me, part of the enjoyment... Because some people will say there's a lot of controversy and, and arguments around this. Like, oh, you shouldn't run with music or, or listening to anything. You should just be, like, in the moment or whatever. But part of the enjoyment when I'm doing a long run is getting to listen to a podcast yeah. or, like, an audiobook. That's part of the enjoyment for me. So. I totally
0: agree. In a race, you oh, don't no. want anything on. No, no That's no. when you need to concentrate. Yeah,
1: of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, have you got any, any podcast recommendations?
1: My... All-time favourite is, of course, My Dad Wrote a Porno. Yeah.
0: You got yeah. me into that. Porno fans. Yeah.
1: I've li- I've finished the last season as well. You have. I know who the special... Oh. No spoilers, of course, no. but I know who the special one is.
0: <laughs> it's so good. I'm glad you got me into it. Well, you didn't get me into that. I just saw you were listening to it and I did as well. <laughs> so, yeah, I, think I did get you into it. <laughs> but I, but I keep getting other people into it now yeah. as well. Oh,
1: wouldn't you start listening? I haven't heard of anyone that's like, oh, I listened to it and it was crap. Like,
0: yeah. it's
1: addictive. Like, if you, the first episode can be a bit strange because... Like I wasn't a massive fan of the first episode. I mean, it was it was a weird concept to me. But then after that, it's like no. And I, I can't listen to it when I'm running actually, um, really because it's too funny. it makes me laugh and yeah. I can't breathe properly. Yeah. And I feel like I'm gonna have like am I'm, I'm I'm laughing so much I feel like I have to stop because I can't breathe. And also, you look like a complete nutter running along and just like bursting out laughing really Yeah, loudly. that is kind of
0: weird. <laughs> uh, if you want to listen to another running podcast, I, I don't think we're getting rid of our audience here. I think the more people listen to all podcasts the better, frankly. Yeah. Uh, Another really good running podcast is With Me Now. It's kind of the unofficial Park Run podcast. It's the two people that used to do the official Park Run podcast about four years ago, Um, but Park Run brought back a podcast with someone else, which I don't really like, to be honest, Um, so I stopped listening to that. But I started listening to the new unofficial one called With Me Now. It's very, very good. It's just two people. The guy used to be the comms director for Park Run, so knows everything and everyone. Mm. And she's a runner, but has been about it for years now, and is kind of well known from the podcast. And they just talk stuff about, mm. and it's just about Park Run, but and really, if, really good.
1: If you're, um, if you're of the vegan persuasion, um, mm. there's also a podcast called I think it's called Meat Free Athlete or something like that. Very good. Something like just such like vegan running or meat free athletes, um that's quite a good podcast as well for like if you're vegan like nutritional advice as well to go with your running. Um and they talk a lot about ultras because they run ultras as well.
0: Well, Amy, that's a good segue into our new section. It's
1: almost like I read the show notes and planned it. Did you? No, I didn't think no. <laughs> did it at all. It was just a coincidence.
0: Um the news theme tune, please.
1: Bullshit news, bullshit news, da da da. da, da. <laughs>
0: Bullshit this bullshit days. De, hey, <laughs> that was lovely.
1: Festive theme.
0: I mean, we did say the Christmas episode is next time.
1: Yeah, but just to get you in the mood.
0: Oh, that that is really going to help. Actually, I think yeah, people are going to be running, driving home for Christmas, all of that thing, listening to that. That'll that'll really get them there. Thanks for that. Anyway, yeah, we talked about kind of a uh, nutrition briefly there, and a couple of stories here, which are kind of they are such complete bullshit. Right? Okay. The first one is about something called Red S. This is on the BBC. Anna Boniface. She finished the London Marathon as the fastest amateur. Uh, She finished in 2.37, which is not bad for a non-pro. She earned a place to run for England at the Toronto Marathon. However, Anna had lost so much weight and eaten so little in her training, she fractured her ankle during that marathon after 10 miles. So she was so weak from all this, she broke her ankle while she was running. She was found to have osteoporosis in her spine due to something called relative energy deficiency in sports, or RED-S. Now, the bizarre thing about this is she actually knew about the condition because she's a physio, Mm. uh, but she kept training twice a day, running 100 miles a week. She hadn't had a period in over eight years. Mm. And I guess she's not that old, so that's pretty much most of her life. Yeah, She's not had periods, and the fact that she knew about it, and she's and being a physio, and she still kind of succumbed to this is bizarre.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not
0: absolutely not a criticism of her. This is just like one of these things that kind of just takes over someone's mind, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and I think it's more common than people think, because Mm. often when um, we talk and we think about things like eating disorders and so on, um, it's often not in relation to exercise. Mm. So exercise is, you know, running. If she's doing those times, you think, oh, she must be really healthy. That would be the assumption, to be able to run that fast uh but it's more common than you think these issues where people are just overtraining, Mm. and they know because if you haven't if you haven't had a period for months you'd go to the doctor so the fact that she hadn't had a period for eight years and it's commonly it's well known that if you um aren't refueling well enough and your nutrition isn't right as a woman um and you're exercising too much then you will lose your period that's Mm. like a really good sign that something's very wrong Mm. um so i think she was aware that this was happening and what it was yeah. but
0: but i guess her times were getting quicker and quicker yes, so yeah. in her head it's still a, okay oh that's not going on but it's okay because i'm getting quicker yeah
1: yeah exactly which is kind of scary yeah and it is it is an issue that affects um a lot of women and men as mm-hmm. well um
0: yeah it's a really good bbc article as well actually uh, she was kind of the main one as kind mm-hmm. of a, fa- a fairly big name actually in running i uh, went on another guy sam woodfield he was a bodybuilder decided to start cycling and he dropped a third of his weight in a year to get Mm. quicker Mm. Uh, they found he had basically no testosterone in his system he had the bone density of an 80 year old and no visceral fats around Mm. his organs so this is kind of the fat that you need to have inside your body around your organs Um, yeah so he got rid of so much fat actually his organs started to suffer as well so it shows it can happen to men and it happens apparently in rowing uh, cycling and running all sports where less weight is seen as better which you know logically is but it can get just way too far
1: yeah and i think that um, amateur athletes are probably particularly at risk because Mm. if you're elite then you'll have a whole team making sure you're eating the right things and that you're just on that sort of edge where you can get that competitive advantage Mm. while still being very efficient and still being the lightest you can possibly be while still being healthy yeah and not dipping below that whereas I, i suppose if you're an amateur athlete that very fine line is harder to judge and harder to sort of understand.
0: Yeah. You may well have people around you saying things like that to you, but again, if your times are getting quicker, that's all that kind of counts for some people, Mm. unfortunately. So yeah, that's kind of a scary story there. Mm. Um, the next one's kind of related as well, similar kind of body image thing here. This is uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, really, uh, a sprinter, Anika Anura, who's now 34. She's an Olympic bronze medalist and a double European champion, so she's pretty good. She was a sprinter, 100-200, moved up to 400. She's talked about growing up uh, black in a predominantly white school and having a very different body shape to everyone else. She ended up wearing baggy clothing to hide her backside and her hips, and she was told she was fat. And some people would actually just reach out and touch her. Oh. I mean, if you haven't seen uh, Anika, she is massive. I mean, I, th- I mean this in a good way. I mean, yeah. describing men in this way seems like a good thing. But in women, it seems wrong somehow. But she is built like a brick shithouse. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. She looks
0: amazing. She's
1: strong AF. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> but like just that thing of because she's got that kind of body, people would just touch her. Is kind of mm. bizarre. Mm. I mean, I can kind of see how some people would want to, but you don't do it.
1: No, no, <laughs> no, really inappropriate to say the least.
0: But just, And also, yeah, when she's a sprinter and she's that strong, being told she's fat because she's a different shape to, I guess, a different shape to the white girls that mm. she was sprinting mm. with. Because there is generally quite a, there can be quite a marked difference between physiques.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, she now goes to schools and she speaks to girls about body image, which is fantastic. But of course, this whole thing—it's a—it's not just a body image thing. As I said, it's—it is a race thing as well. Yeah. When they're yeah. seeing that different body shape, especially, she, I think she said she developed fairly young mm. before a lot of the other people. So she had a bigger bum, bigger hips mm. earlier than the other girls. Mm. You know, she'd be told she was fat and had to hide her body when yeah. she looked that good and she was that good a sprinter. You know, world class mm. sprinter, but being told that she was that she looked wrong mm. is crazy.
1: Yeah, and I—I I think. Um... It's about race and it's also about gender, as well as a woman. She'll be Mm. hearing certain things that men like you, like you were saying, like, yes, she's like massive, she's built, and that's meant as a compliment. But often, when you're talking that way about women, it's often not said as a compliment, but it's said as a compliment towards men. And I think this is an issue at all levels in running. Um, and we'll do like another podcast episode just talking about body image because I think it's an important subject, um, that we want to go over in more detail. But just briefly, it's it's uh, it is an issue around gender and race and things like that because there's this idea in people's head of what a runner looks like mm-hmm. that you're going to be like really skinny maybe dangerously skinny as we've just been discussing um and that's not the case like anyone can run no matter what sort of body shape you are it's and especially with women like there's often this assumption that if you're running you're doing it to lose weight Mm. whereas some people's goal might be to lose weight and that's fine but not everyone's is so why would you presume when you see a skinny person running you wouldn't presume they're doing it to lose any weight are you so yeah i think there's a lot of issues around body image um for men as well but um yeah we can we'll discuss those in more detail in another upcoming podcast i think
0: yeah so there'll be, oh, some big issues there, Amy. Race and gender mm, and oh, body image and all kinds of things. It's
1: a bit heavy. <laughs>
0: <sighs> Should we have a little vent to make ourselves feel better?
1: Yeah, yeah. Something a bit more light. <laughs>
0: and you know, there's nothing worse than races.
1: Oh. Oh,
0: wait, no. We can't say that after talking about. It. <laughs> I mean, I love all races equally and in their own special way. Uh, what I mean is... Um, what we're going to talk about next is competitive events competitive in which you running. do
1: running.
0: Yes. Oh, I, think I got away with that.
1: We're not saying races are bullshit. Have we already called an episode races are bullshit? Don't say that.
0: <laughs> Amy, I expect better from you. You're going to be in trouble with your job oh and everything. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. We have to be careful how we write this, don't we? Okay. <laughs> running races are bullshit. Part two. Part two. Before, on episode four, we did up to the gun, basically. Mm. Everything that's bullshit about races, up to the gun. And now the gun has gone. We're about to start the horrible, horrible things that happen afterwards. Mm. For me, the first part straight away is a a memory from the Cardiff World Half Marathon Championships. I was still waiting to go. The gun had gone. We're standing there waiting and waiting because we're way back. And we hear over the... um, over the Tannoy, and the leaders have just hit two miles in nine minutes, and everyone just went, Oh,
1: <laughs> we haven't
0: started yet, and they're already at two miles. Yeah, that's disgusting.
1: Yeah, and when you're running, it's in the back of your head when you get to like that one hour mark, like, Oh, like the, the very fast, the elites, yeah. they'll be pretty much finished. They're finished, now. Yeah, 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 they're finished. They're like sat having a cup of tea or whatever, you know. But can we add to that as a running theme, old people running too bloody fast? Oh yeah! Like that's now a, a thing. Like that's in the back of my mind now. You know, when you, you got somebody who's ninety odd overtaking you, I'm like, yep, yeah, that that's just you know these bloody fast older people.
0: And we did talk about older people a few episodes ago, and we talked about Gene Dykes, who was going mm. for the the old person ma- uh, marathon record. He, he's seventy. He's just done two fifty four.
1: I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And when we do, because that's kind of what the podcast is about. And yeah. otherwise it would just be talking about nice things. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's
0: 254 true. at 70 years old. I mean, good for him, but ugh.
1: I mean, I suppose it's something to aim for. Yeah. Maybe I haven't peaked. Maybe my peak is at 70. Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
0: <laughs> okay. Something that got quite a lot of um, complaints on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you to everyone that um, commented. Races that aren't penned or people that have ignored the pens.
1: Okay. If a race isn't penned, If you've done a fair few races before, you should know whereabouts you should stand. Like, think about where you are in a race. Are you, like, towards the front? Are you in the middle? Are you maybe towards the back? Stand in that position in the pen. Now, I suppose what would annoy me is races that you're going to get a lot of people who haven't run much before going to. Because, of course, if this is your first race, you maybe don't know where to stand in the pen. Mm -hmm. You know, that's understandable. So those races do need to really be penned. Like, it needs to be made really clear where people need to stand. It's just... You get those people that want to stand near the front because they're thinking, right, I I need to get out first so I can, like, just sprint and whatever. And they can't maintain their pace. And a mile later, you're having to weave through all these people. Yeah, it's a selfish
0: attitude of, like, I want to run as fast as I can and I don't care about anyone else.
1: Yeah, or, like... By being at the front of the pen, you're going to run faster. Like, no, 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 it doesn't work like that.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of a basic safety thing. I mean... Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course our listeners are not going to do this because they're not stupid. No. Because our our, our listeners are the sophisticated, yeah. kind of good-looking types that would be <laughs> that would be fine with this kind of thing yeah. and know this and probably all sit in there going, oh, yes, people do that to me all the time.
1: Although I will say, like, what I do like to do at big races is... Um, and more like half-marathon distances where you've got a bit of time to catch up... Um, is start at the back towards the back of my pen and then it's that mental thing of just overtaking everyone in the second half of the race
0: it's like getting to park run a bit late or starting mm. at the back yeah. I like to call that an ego run yeah yeah you just yeah. want to feel better about yourself yeah, yeah, start yeah. at the back and just weave your way through like yeah, yeah I'm a big deal <laughs> that's good fun and um, being overtaken by pe- people who then slow down in front of you yeah oh a guy did this to me at park run a few months ago he was like trying to take off his jacket and like he was like he was getting changed completely during the run and a couple of times, he would he would really kind of speed up, overtake, get in front of us, and then he slowed down. So we had to overtake him again, kind of gave him a, a look on the way past. And he did it about three times. Just fucking stop it. Oh. Just run. Yeah. Just run alongside me if you run run, run alongside me. And I think, because I run with um, Holly or SBC, Scabby Buttcrack, and she says this happens to her a lot, and she is fairly sure it's because she's a girl.
1: I, I was just about yeah. to say, and I'm not sure I've told the story on, a po- on this podcast before where I did a five mile race and this guy, and I could hear him breathing behind me, like really, so I could tell he, he was struggling. And he just kept trying to overtake me. So he'd speed up to overtake me, but then couldn't maintain the pace. So he dropped back. And he must have tried it four or five times toward the end. And I was just maintaining the same pace. Yeah. And I beat him in the end because he couldn't maintain it, but he was obsessed with overtaking me. Yeah. Like, chill, man. It's fine. Like, you're not going to, we're not first and second place. It's (laughs) fine. Don't worry.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And also, you know, if you've tried a couple of times and it's not working, just sit behind. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. sit behind and draft them basically, and wait till the end. I can, there, you know, there's something to be said for picking a rival in a race yeah. and running with them. But if you can't, if you can't maintain overtaking them, just sit behind them.
1: I would be interested if any other women have experienced that of mm. like men in particular feeling the need to overtake them because I've heard this phrase called "chicked," which is when a woman. Oh, it's yeah. more like an American thing. I haven't heard it really much in the UK, oh, but yeah. you know, on like international sort of um, Facebook pages, whatever. Yes. So, "chicked" is when like a girl or a woman, like, beats you yeah. in a race. I got chicked. I got chicked, which oh. is the stupidest thing ever, like...
0: That
1: is awful. Awful. It's, but, you know, if you're not performing at an elite level, there'll be lots of women that are going to be faster than you. Yeah. That's just a fact. Just because you're a bloke, and like I said, unless you're elite and, you know, you're going to be the overall winner, if you're a bloke, it doesn't mean you're magically going to be faster than every woman on the course. So yeah. just chill out, man. Like-
0: yeah, I mean, it's something... I might notice if I was looking at the results and think, oh, I finished ahead of the lead female. That was pretty good for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to go, oh, yeah, beat her. I must be amazing. Or (laughs) at the same time, I'm not going to complain if they beat me. I got (laughs) chicked. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. That's awful.
1: So the next one was about coarse toilets, which I actually read on the show notes as cursed toilets, and I think they are quite cursed. Yeah, if you're
0: further <laughs> back in the race, definitely yeah pretty are, cursed. By
1: then they are cursed. Do not enter.
0: The one I always remember was the first time I did the Seven Bridge half marathon. They were it was the first time they'd run it and they had nowhere near enough toilets in the race village. And so we started on the bridge, we got across it and as it kind of gets then across the bridge, onto the road, in the countryside it was like the, the, the field just parted because it just all the men that were running mm-hmm. in front of me just split into either side of the thing and just pissed their way all the way around Gloucestershire. Mm-hmm. It was kind of amazing in a way. It was just like everyone needed to go.
1: But it's a big issue at road races, isn't it? Because it's, is it yeah. illegal to Yes,
0: Yeah, just well, it is MP, to, to, like... to run out in the street. Yeah, it's yeah, illegal.
1: So um, I know that when I volunteered for the World Half Marathon Championships um there was it wasn't my job but some of the volunteers had the job of holding these signs up basically (laughs) saying don't pee in the road because obviously you've been at big races you've been still in the pens for a long time and i've had it before where i told this story before where i've needed to go for a pee while you know on the course so if you're a man obviously it's a bit easier to just start off Mm -hmm. and but yeah it's i'm pretty sure it's illegal yeah yeah just whack it out and have a wee at the side of the road so it yeah is. there were volunteers holding up these signs basically saying do not pee at the side of the road
0: yeah um it reminds me actually when we were on the coast path a few weeks ago he we stopped in a like a little cafe which is basically just someone's house and one of our friends asked to go to the toilet because again in a house and she said on the way there were signs up that says we only no poos <laughs> but not like one or two five five signs that said we only
1: there's an incident that's happened that's led <laughs> I to those imagine sides. a
0: series of incidents a series quite yeah. unpleasant ones but
1: uh, advice on the toilets if you're a woman um, take toilet paper or tissues with you when you go because chances are there won't be any in there No, uh, there won't be any left unless you get super early yeah that's that's the main advice about that but avoid it if, if possible as in like hold it don't pee at the side of the road But
0: yeah. and don't <laughs> pee during the race no. I mean, they do that in triathlons and that's gross.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Stop into so gross triathlons. <laughs> um, water and feed stations. Everyone hates the water and feed stations. I mean, they can be useful, of course. Um, I always think the worst possible thing to hand out during a race is also the most common.
1: Mm. Jelly babies. Really?
0: I think I, they're dreadful.
1: Well, I don't take anything from no. strangers at the side of the road. <laughs> when, you are, when you grow
0: up, you are told not to do that, to be fair.
1: Yeah. And also I don't, um, I, I sort of train with my own nutrition and I just take that to the race and yeah. I take that. I'm very shocked and wary of people that can just grab a handful of Jelly Babies yeah. and just shove it in their mouth during a half marathon or 10k.
0: I can see the logic behind a Jelly Baby, but if it's cold, they're rock solid. Yeah. If it's hot, they're a squishy mess. They're covered in icing sugar, which dries your mouth mm-hmm. and make them hard to eat. Mm-hmm. And they're just, it's just a terrible thing to try and eat during a run. But mm-hmm. everyone holds them out. Mm-hmm. I don't, I kind of don't get it. And it's become such a common thing, but they're, oh, they're awful. Think of something else. Mm-hmm. I did the best thing, frankly, I like to think. In Berlin, I handed out bits of sausage.
1: Oh, what are the very... I mean, I apps? did get told
0: to fuck off by a couple of my friends. Because um, they're at like mile 20 of the <laughs> marathon and were not happy about trying to be trying to get a sausage. <laughs> But two of my friends took it and they loved it. That was perfect. A nice meaty protein snack, bit of salt, perfect.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that's uh, next people's nutrition training for marathon will be take bits of sausage. Well, I'll
0: be going to support at the Loch Ness Marathon and I'm going to do my best to hand out haggis.
1: Uh, So it's a theme everywhere you go. I think so, yeah. Yeah, just try
0: and fit in. Um, Also in Berlin, about the water stations there, they were insane. I mean, you could hear the water station about a mile before you got to it. Because the plastic cups were just dumped on the road.
1: Oh, they weren't cups, were they?
0: Plastic cups, and they were just dumped on the road. People didn't try and put them at the side. The road was covered, and the sound was incredible.
1: See, so there's two issues here. Firstly, plastic cups. Um, Are you you
0: being a plastic wanker?
1: Well, no, 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 no. This is about the cup itself. Like, in a race, I would always opt for bottles, because the cup... There was. They always use plastic cups at um, Leicester Half Marathon, and it's like waterboarding yourself at every stage. Because I don't stop <laughs> to drink. I like to just yeah. carry on going. I know some people like to stop and have a drink, and but I just carry on going and have a few sips, and I'm done. It was I waterboarded myself at every <laughs> single station. Like not a fan of plastic cups. And then I suppose the other thing is people don't like the waste of plastic in general mm-hmm. because most of the time you're not taking it I don't most people don't take the bottles with them Mm. or the cups they're having like a little sip you just need a bit of a sip and then you took it the side of the road but I'm not really sure how we overcome that I'm not really sure what the answer to that is
0: no there there kind of has to be plastic bottles or cups there's not really another way around it I know you can carry your own thing but then you can't fill that up On a 10K? No. Or something like that, because it's just going to be too slow.
1: No, but I know that's something that both runners and non-runners who spectate at races, who I think are quite shocked by the amount of plastic that's wasted, because obviously they're seeing people just taking a sip and then chucking it away. But again, I'm not sure... How you overcome that. One of, the, one of the other things would be, rather than handing out like the big bottles of water, like the full-size mm. ones, just like the short ones, because most people aren't drinking them all. But mm. other than that, I don't know.
0: Yeah, but there were so many cups in Berlin. Thousands and thousands of them. And the stations are only on one side as well, so they're really hard to get to.
1: Have you ever hit someone with a water bottle by mistake or a cup?
0: <laughs> no, I haven't.
1: No, I haven't yet, yeah, but it's something I always think of, because like, I'm usually... <laughs> in the middle I usually end up in the middle of like with runners around me so when I'm like chucking my water at the side of the road I'm just like I'm always worried I'm gonna hit someone If you have hit someone with a water bottle, please let us know.
0: (laughs) Or if you've been hit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: If you've been hit by a projectile during a race, we want to know about it. This is actually my favourite tweet of the week here. uh, Something else during a race. You know how in a lot of big races you get your name on the number? Mm -hmm. Kaylee on Twitter says, This might be me being miserable. No, that's fine. Don't worry. But people who shout your name who you don't know whilst you're racing. Let's not pretend we're friends. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Um, That's made my day, that one.
1: I always find it awkward. Like, they're going, go on, Amy. I'm and
0: like, you look up and you're like, oh, who's... Oh, don't, Oh, yeah, the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: just shout a generic, come on, yeah, well done, that's fine. <laughs> I don't
0: know, it's kind of nice, but it just, to me, it always makes me think that I've missed someone.
1: Yeah. Because yeah.
0: I don't recognise people really when I'm running anyway. I don't see them. But then if I hear my name, I think, oh shit, I've missed someone. I feel really bad now.
1: Yeah. I, I just feel like it's awkward. I just feel like I'm being singled out awkwardly.
0: <laughs> so if you are supporting on a race, uh, don't pretend you're friends with Kaylee. She does not appreciate it.
1: <laughs> Anyone called Kaylee, don't shout their oh, name Oh <laughs> no, no, don't,
0: don't not. Something that quite a lot of people came back with as well. Faster runners who have finished the race, walking back along the route and ignoring the other runners.
1: See... I would rather they ignored me because there's nothing worse than when you're really struggling towards the end of the race and some bastards walk by with their medal <laughs> and their t-shirt yeah, yeah. on going, not far to go now. I'm just like, shut the fuck up.
0: To be fair, that's not a great thing to say in a way. I think it's, I think it's nice for anyone to support... But when you're in that kind of mood and they're like, oh, not far to go.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't want them to draw my attention to them at all. I don't want to see them there with their smug grin and their medal and their look, lucky bag. I, I call it a lucky bag, a goodie bag. <laughs> no. So I, I'd rather they ignored the runners. But I can understand why people think, oh, yeah, the community aspect, you should cheer others on. And yeah, but no, I I I, I want them to just leave.
0: <laughs> I think also at the same time... If they've run themselves into the ground as well, they are battered and they yeah. they feel just as bad as you do. They just happen to have finished quicker. So yeah. if they're in a shit state as well, they probably don't want to do any cheering. No,
1: no. <laughs>
0: um, the last one here, which is it's just got so much hate from this, uh, T-shirts and medals.
1: Oh, people get into, start?
0: I love when people get into races and they're doing their first round. They're, oh, is there a T-shirt? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And everyone else is just like, well, yeah, yeah not that fast. People hate t-shirts and medals, apparently. They love t-shirts and medals, and they hate them, which makes him a perfect subject for this podcast.
1: I hate t-shirts more than I hate medals. I think most of the medals I've had from races, are quite like. They've been all right. Um, the Worst is when you finish a race and you don't get a medal and you're expecting one.
0: That's bad, that yeah. That
1: sucks. But, like, every medal I've had has been all right. Like, even the shit ones, I think, oh, it's made an effort. It's quite nice. Yeah, uh,
0: I think with the sh- I like the nice ones, obviously, yeah. but the shit ones, I'd just rather not have... Because I, I know mind. they cost like seventy nine P each and like they just got something really quickly engraved on the back. And I'm like, this cost you so little money, I'd rather you just didn't spend that money.
1: I quite like like the grassroots feel of that though. Like oh, it's really? just something like a nice little token. But T shirts, oh my god. Right, where do we start? First thing's the sizes. Yeah. Like, of course they're all men's sizes, which when you especially at half marathons, I think most half marathons have more women entering in than men. Yeah, There's it seems like some to be going statistics yeah. out there about uh, women entering half marathons. So
0: they're not women's fit t-shirts. No, they're they're, they're all just like square.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if you're petite, you often have issues. Like none of my race t-shirts fit me. There's very few that like fit me properly. Um, and also the smaller sizes tend to go quicker. But then yeah. also on the other side of that is the larger sizes. I don't think they order as many in. Mm. So like things like half marathons, 10Ks. Um, some, some runners who are slower can get to the end and their size is completely gone. Oh, yeah, especially absolutely. if it's a larger size
0: yeah if you're a small or extra small towards the end of a marathon yeah. you're probably not going to get a t-shirt which you've paid for
1: yeah yeah that's the thing as well and they're like oh it's a medium okay it's like no you wouldn't walk into like a shop and say yeah. oh I've, I've paid for this t-shirt already oh well we don't have it but you can have a medium like yeah. no that's not what i've paid for <laughs>
0: yeah i mean i i'm not sure if that's bad planning or if that's just people being dicks and taking the wrong size t-shirt
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how... I mean, the good races are the ones where they'll offer... They'll have some, like, stock that they can Mm. send to you if you say, Oh, I didn't get this. I've seen that before where races will say, Oh, if you didn't get a t-shirt, we'll send you a small or whatever size you need.
0: But running out of medals, that's unforgivable, isn't
1: it? I haven't heard of that. Yeah, that
0: has happened. I know, you know, people that finish towards the end of races, they run out of medals. Jesus. And they think, if anything, if you've got a thousand people entering a race... Probably only 900 are going to turn up. Yeah. Potentially 50 are going to drop out. Yeah. You'd think you'd have enough medals.
1: Yeah, just order the 1,000 medals. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because you've got that many entries and people have paid for them. So, yeah, I know a few people that have not had medals.
1: But I've also heard that people take more than one medal and they give a medal to their (sighs) kids and stuff like that. And with t-shirts
0: as well. We had um, Ruth Roberts on Twitter She said she finished her first half marathon last year, they ran out of t-shirts, and then she went to Wetherspoons afterwards and saw a 12-year-old in a finisher's top. So I guess that could be someone's t-shirt they've taken and given to the kid, but even so, that really pissed her off, which I understand. Yeah.
1: Oh, and on on the subject of that as well, if like some of the smaller races, they'll sometimes have like food at the end Mm -hmm. for you. If you're not running the race, don't eat the food.
0: Do people do that?
1: <laughs> I went to I went to a, a trail race once and I turned up really like way too early because I went straight after work. Um and they had this like table laid out with like sweets and so like, oh it looked amazing. They even had like a whole vegan section. It was like the Morrison's vegan section right there. Um and then there was this woman just tucking in, <laughs> and like the person she was with went, Oh, I think they're for the runners. She's like, Oh, okay. And she just carried on. <laughs> like no, we, for a start we've paid for this as part yeah. of our entry fee but it's not for you, it's yeah. for people running the race it's not wow. a free buffet love
0: <laughs> That's amazing
1: Yeah, so don't eat the food and also if you finish early, don't like take three cakes <laughs> you know, three muffins or Yeah, whatever. take your one and
0: then yeah. towards the end if there's loads left go back for another then yeah. but just, yeah. just hold your fire a bit yeah, yeah, just
1: think of other people as well
0: Yeah, also t-shirts, the thing is I've got to a point now where I don't want t-shirts from races because I've got so many. I've got a drawer full. I'm literally just like, I mean, I could just tidy them, but you know, I'm just like shoving t-shirts into the drawer now Mm. because I could fold and tidy and sort and throw some old ones away, but I'm not going to. So I'm just shoving them all in Mm. now. And it's just such a pain. It's like, oh, another t-shirt for this race. Oh, another one.
1: Mm. I wouldn't mind if they fitted me. And then I would think, well, I never have to buy another t-shirt again because I can just get them from races. But because they don't, it's like, yeah, what's the point?
0: Yeah, and medals as well. I've got so many medals. I don't Mm. do anything with them. I keep saying I'm going to put them on a display rack Mm. or something. Metal display racks, have you seen that? how shit they are? No. They are really... Like, you can get some that are, like, metal, and it'll say the word runner, and it'll have, like, a little image of a runner on it. (laughs) You can hang on your wall, and it costs you, like, 45 quid. They are horrible. (laughs) It's so hard just to find a plain, normal-looking... Medal rack.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I mean, it's not as if I won a massive show off. It's not as if I've won anything, but I've got some nice medals yeah, for some good yeah, yeah. races. But the racks are shit.
1: You know what I prefer is like display my race numbers. I like those for some reason. I like to stick them yeah. on the door of my wardrobe, and I have like the the times written on the back. I think that looks a lot cooler. But.
0: Yeah, I've got all my race numbers. I've never done anything with them because mm. I just think. Yeah, I I know you mean put them on a door is nice, but they get a bit tatty after a while, don't they?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, mine are are not too bad actually, because it's not a door where you have to like touch the door. Mm. So it's. um, And I suppose if you're doing any of the big races like London uh, Marathon or any like the big world marathons or anything like that, I've seen people who like have their race number and like their medal like framed, which I think can look quite nice.
0: But again, if you're doing twelve races a year, probably not practical. No,
1: you don't want to frame every single race. (laughs)
0: goodie bags as well i love a goodie bag from a race mm. honestly even if it's a shit goodie bag i still quite like that they're doing it what i always like about the shit goodie bags is there's always like a flyer in there from the local garage
1: oh you know what when i did um, leicester half it was sponsored by costco and the route went past nice. costco as well amazing yeah so at the end of the race we got the goodie bag and i felt like a magazine in there And i thought oh they've given us like a running magazine <laughs> no, no 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 costco and it was like the the uh the owner or whatever of Costco on the front as well with his arms folded it's just like just this Costco like catalogue in there like amazing bizarre.
0: yeah I just love you know a flyer from a local garage you get like a coupon for a local gym that you're never going to go to yeah but anything with food in them I love food in a goodie bag
1: okay shout out to Swansea half not last year the year before maybe it was last year anyway for a start, there was loads of food in there. Mm. And I could eat it all. It was all vegan. Like, amazing. Because normally, if there's food in there, I can't eat any of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was a, like, a joint tablet, like, to help your joints, which, relevant, yeah. I think. You know, a little Handy. sample pack. Um, and what else was there? There's something else. Oh, tea bags. There was yeah. a sample of tea bags.
0: Tea pigs do quite a lot, don't they?
1: Yeah, it wasn't tea pigs, but it was something similar. It wasn't, like, some cheap, no-name, mm. you know, yeah. brand. It, so, And it was really good stuff. It was the, even the food was, like branded stuff mm. like you know those um, little packets that are basically like packets of peanut butter but you can mm. use them for yeah, yeah. Um, on the run nutrition or whatever they had stuff like that in there like it was shout out to Swansea Half they had a killer goodie bag the other year
0: the best thing I've had in a goodie bag was from the Norwich 10k and I got a set of Norwich City clothes pegs <laughs> that is the
1: most random yeah
0: I think what they've done because I was looking at a few other people I think they've just gone in the club shop and like right what shit have we got in the back of the cupboard we've not sold right get some pegs in there get some other and they were just I can't remember the other things but just really random branded stuff and they just put a different one in each bag so I've got a set of pegs now with the Norwich City branding on I love that (laughs) Uh, I think that's pretty much everything about races that we hate isn't it
1: yeah but if you have any other comments or any other things you hate about races do get in touch us yeah. or tweeters or
0: do like Oliver Primus has done and email us at runningisbull at gmail You can tweet us at running is bs and you can search on Facebook for running is bullshit. So, Amy, what is next for you? Have you got any running?
1: <laughs> um, well, I am going to be running over the Christmas period, trying to do a bit more running. I'm also going away to Lanzarote uh, in the New Year. <laughs> So, and there's, um, if anyone's not been to Lanzarote, it's not just Grotti and Brits Abroad, you know. There's actually amazing trail running. And because it is just Brits Abroad on holiday there, mainly. I mean,
0: that's what you're going for, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I sit by the pool in my yeah. football Arsenal shirt yeah. whatever, you know, shouting at my kids. Yeah. Get out of the pool! <laughs> Love it, yeah. <laughs> it terrible. terrible. Um, but... The trails there are amazing and there's no one on them. So I went last year, I went trail running every day and obviously Lanzarote is, you know, volcanic, whatever, you know, so there's amazing, like, mountains and stuff. And you can just run from literally miles and miles and miles and not see another soul because everyone's just sat at the beach or around the pool. So if you want, like, a cheap trail running holiday, I really recommend Lanzarote and obviously the um, weather's great. It'd be about 15 degrees in the morning, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah, that's my plan. Uh, we're really
0: desperate for sponsorship this episode, aren't we? We keep mentioning brands and places and.
1: Yeah, if you want to sponsor me, um, Ryanair, perhaps? Fly <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> me out to Rancherotti. We months. haven't
0: heard anything from any Blancmange manufacturers from last week, unfortunately. Oh, that's well, a shame.
1: I'm all out of ideas and how we engage them then, because yeah. that was like the last ditch t- you know, yeah. effort to. I kind of assume they'd them. just come
0: to us. I'm not really willing to put in the effort otherwise. No,
1: well, we've put in enough effort. We dedicated almost an entire segment exactly. to it. So, yeah. We're doing a podcast. Yeah. What are they doing? So what are you up to then?
0: Well, I've got to do Christmas Day Park Run. Oh, of course. Got to be doing that. Um, That'll be crazy because that's a really narrow one and they have their course record on Christmas Day. So that's (laughs) going to be insane. Yeah. Uh, I've also just entered a race called Darth Mannion, and I'm very, very excited about that because it is a batshit crazy race.
1: It sounds crazy just from the name.
0: Yeah, it's basically a trail half marathon but you have to run in groups they've got like six right. or seven different groups we're in the groups called the indefatigables right and like the top group is the invincibles right who run really hard but you have to run in that group until the last like mile and a half or something right. and then you can kind of sprint to the end
1: it's almost like a bike race then like you know? it, a little bit yeah <laughs> but
0: you actually have to go in the sea you have to run in the sea yep you have to dip yourself in the sea a couple of times oh right
1: i think they're like running this like
0: no, no but you okay. run into the sea, you into di- the right. dip yourself, run back out. Oh, you God. run through the rivers, you go down sand dunes and you get like a lot of abuse, a lot of friendly abuse and banter from the people in your pelotons. It is, it's just batshit Whereabouts crazy. Whereabouts is this then? In the Gower
1: you know what I think so I've heard of this yes. it's like a real like community sort of thing, yeah yeah yeah. But, yeah it's really
0: really good I'm really looking forward to that I mean hopefully we're still doing the podcast by then and I can talk about it it's in April oh okay we might be bored of this by now
1: <laughs> we might have exhausted all the topics by
0: then yeah yeah possibly yeah <laughs> and other than that yeah I'm just carrying on running gotta do Christmas Day park running loads of time off work so loads of time to run as we said please get in touch with the show running is BS on Twitter running is bullshit on Facebook and running is bull at gmail.com
1: Hey, Merry Christmas! Merry
0: Christmas! Bye! That's how we end it. I just, let, I just let you talk at the end. That's usually the funniest way to end it. <laughs>